Circle goes round and round and round once like Just like life itself. <laughs> Welcome once again to Mystery Mondays. That was our intro for this week. That was actually one of my more favourite ones. Mm, like more good. favourite ones? Is that, that even? Is that even? Favorites. Is that even English? I don't even know. <laughs> one of my more favourite ones. <laughs> one of my more preferred ones that we've done. Mm. Yeah, I like quite I like Me the little, too, man. that one. Had a bit of swagger, didn't it? Yeah, oh, had some yeah. vibes, yeah. bro. Had yeah. some vibes. I was getting into it, playing it. Oh, it's mm. Making me want to flesh it out into, mm-hmm. a, into a full song. It's drop uh-huh. D, man. Stick your guitar into drop D. Yeah, it gave me sort of like down feels. Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, like sort of like a down song. Mm. <laughs> Not down is in mood, down is in band. Yeah, down is in the band. Oh, yeah. Phil Anselmo's heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, welcome everybody to Mystery Mondays. We hope that you're having a good Monday, but also a bit mysterious. If it's not mysterious, it's about to get a whole lot more mysterious. Drew is going to be bringing us um, a fascinating tale this week. I can't wait, as, uh, as always. Um, <clears throat> the rest of us don't know what the mystery is going to be. Like y'all selves until um, whoever's turn it is starts reading it out. So let's get some spooky music on the go. Oh my! And let's get um, balls deep in this week's mystery. Oh yeah! So this week, the last couple of weeks we've been we've we've been more human. Mm-hmm. We've been more, uh, you know. <laughs> and what a way to start! <laughs> what a way to start already! And um, I've been more human. <laughs> we've been more human. It's been about uh, it, it, murders the last few, wasn't yeah, it? We had a like, the Zodiac killer, and we had Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd bring it round to one of my favourite subjects ever: UFOs. <gasps> oh, who doesn't love some aliens? Yeah, we haven't done a. We've done. We've covered. Um, we've covered like UFOs and stuff on on Pandora's box uh, before, but not necessary on Mystery Mondays. Mm-hmm. And I think, man, you're going to know about this one because this guy. He was a guy that was on Joe Rogan podcast. He is called U.S. Navy fighter pilot David Commander Fravor. David Fravor. Yeah, man, what a yeah. legend! Yeah, and, um, yeah, I just I, I wanted to bring this one into into the eyes of the public. Yeah, man, 
just this like, is a great um, story yeah great I, story. I loved it so I've written out a little bit about what actually happened with it because you know we like to we like to keep ones that are, um, have some kind of credence to them and that mm-hmm. as well and this is one that's more well, I think obviously like when you've got like a navy commander I think usually people think of like UFO tales you think of like people in the Nevada desert with like tinfoil hats on yeah, like, yeah. Like, Crazy I've guys. spoken to the leaders of Zog <laughs> and you're like yeah, yeah. that guy has done way too much acid and then trying to sell you like loads of little yeah. knickknacks from it Bar- <laughs> yeah like a barrage Area 51 baby yeah, whereas like I think you know to be like a like a um, like a navy highly respected commander, individual. Yeah, you have to go mm. through like vigorous both physical and mental testing, don't mm. you? Mm. So it obviously it immediately gives credibility, and it's not even like you know. And he was a commander as well, you know. Yeah. So it's like high up military personnel, um, and I also think even like because. Um, I don't know exactly how it works, but you know, he's like in the, I think he was like in the navy, but he was like on an air force carrier, so he like flew flew the jets, didn't he? Yes. So like. Just like to withstand the G-force alone, you have to be like so mentally with it and mentally strong. Mm. Which yet again, in my opinion, adds like another layer of like credence. Yes, exactly. Him. So um, you know, as I said, this isn't just like some quack in the desert. This mm. is mm-hmm. this is a this is a guy that you want to take seriously. I haven't heard this story yeah. before, so I'm I'm along for the ride. In for a treat. It's really ri- compelling. I'm yeah. going to read you my little story now, mm. and we'll hear all about it. So this is the story of U.S. Navy, fi- Navy fighter pilot Commander David Fravor's contact with a tic-tac-shaped unidentified flying object along the coast of Southern California. Mm. So in my opinion, it's one of the best examples of an encounter that is verifiable, documented by the U.S. Navy, and relates to one of only three officially released video sightings of a UFO by the Pentagon, mm. which is pretty cool as well mm. in itself. So they've, yeah, they've released three videos, and this is one of them. I think I might have seen this actually. Mm, yeah. yeah, so you probably yeah. saw it. Um, so yeah, so the event took place on 14th of November 2004 after Fravor had taken command of VFS-41 Black Aces, which was a squadron of US F-18 Super Hornet fighters. He was preparing them for deployment and carrying out routine training missions in the W291 training area in Southern California, which was like a, a, a strip of water where they do lots of exercises and stuff off, out off in the Pacific. Pacific yeah. yeah. So it was the first time flying off the carrier in a while, and they were tasked with integrating the Princeton Aegis Cruiser, which was a, a multi billion dollar warship armed with the newest and most technologically advanced radar system available at the time. So yeah, they were they were this big cruise ship, they were cruise ship? Fight <laughs> yeah, cruiser, yeah. fighter yeah. cruiser. They were um, helping them do some routine updates. And the SPY-1 radar system had been seeing strange radar sightings for the previous two weeks, whilst the ships were practicing maneuver, maneuvers off the coast of San Diego. And on the 14th of November, pilot David Fravor was leading the first training mission off the Nimitz aircraft carrier. So comrade Kevin Day, who was a Top Gun radar controller, asked the captain of the Princeton Aegis cruiser if they could have Fravor's team of two fighter jets check out one of the weird contacts that they'd seen on this radar. Mm. Um, So the ship's uh, radar looked all in complete order and it wasn't a problem or blip on the system. And also the onboard team of people on the vessel um, were seeing objects with binoculars in the same location as what they could see on the radar as well. So it was like people were... Mm. You could physically see it as well as pick it up on the radar. Yeah, yeah. so the captain of the Princeton agreed to let the mission commence. Cool. Uh, Soon after, Fravor's two Super Hornet F-18s took off 
Uh, the controller on the Princeton gave them a vector towards the nearest unknown contact. It's cool as well. That, like these were like the most state-of-the-art planes in like the world as well. Mm. It's not like they're like really old, like 1980s. F-18 Hornets. Yeah, yeah, like super state of the Hornets. Art. Let's face it, the America puts a lot of money into their military, don't they? Yeah, yeah. very fast. Yeah. Target bearing 270 for 60 miles. The controller said. <laughs> Commander Fravor turned his plane to the I west. I like the drama. I like the drama. <laughs> his wingman, a mile behind, followed him along. The two fighter jets didn't see anything on the radar during the seven minutes it took to get to the location. So they couldn't see anything on theirs, but they could see it from the super high-tech one that mm, was actually on the right. main ship. Um, it was a crystal clear day, and the sea was a solid clear blue, almost the same colour as the sky. They reached the location 60 miles south of San uh, Nicolas Island and 100 miles from the San Diego coast. Merge plot, the controller yelled on his radio. Merge plot meant they were at the same location as the contact. Mm -hmm. There was a pilot um, and weapon system operator in each jet, two jets, four people in total, um, and they began their search up and down for the unidentified aircraft. Commander Fravor noticed a small white patch on the otherwise flat blue sea. And this is uh, this is Fravor now. So it looked like there was something, uh, it looked like something was under the water and the white water was breaking over it. It was in the shape of a cross like an airplane just under the surface. The long side was orientated towards the east. So that's what Fravor mm. said on Joe Rogan podcast. Right, right. Uh, based on the shape, Fravor initially thought it was a crashed aeroplane. It was about the size of a Boeing 737. Pretty big then. Yeah, big, 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 big. Uh, yeah, 737 is quite big, isn't it? It's like well, much bigger than like a than a fighter jet. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Then the call came over the radio from his wingman's jet. Skipper, do you see that? The wingman's backseater said. Loving the loving the drama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At that moment, Fravor saw a small. Uh, saw a small white craft moving just above the breakwater. It was going back and forth, north and south, then east and west. So it was doing these kind of mm. like moves, like mm -hmm. like a cross. And a cross. And he thought, must be a helicopter, Fravor thought. Uh, but he was confused when he didn't see the telltale rotator wash mm. caused by the downforce of sure. a helicopter's rotors above the ocean surface. Mm. The water just seemed really still. Mm-hmm. Mm. He explains that when looking upon the object as well, there seemed to be no rotors, no wings, or anything else for that matter. It didn't move like a helicopter either. It seemed to just change direction without inertia. In fact, it just looked like a smooth tic-tac candy. So this big, like, mm. rectangular kind of Weird. smooth mm -hmm. white like thing. Pill. Yeah, I'm yeah. going down yeah. for a closer look, Fravor said. Uh, and started a, a descent from a s circular orbit at 20,000 feet. So he was up at about 20,000 feet. Um, as he passed within 18,000 feet of the object, uh, which up until now was strictly pointed north-south, the object stopped and suddenly pointed east-west. It then started a climbing turnaround and mirrored Fravor's fight, uh, fighter across the circle. Okay, this is getting interesting, Fravor thought. <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> by golly, <laughs> by golly, gosh, what's going on? <laughs> so imagine going around a very large spiral staircase. The tic tac was climbing up, and mm. Fravor was descending down on the other side in this like circular wow, motion. Wow, like mm -hmm. they're gonna like intercept. Mm. Um, 
In just a few seconds, the Tic Tac climbed up to Fravor's altitude from a complete standstill. That is not possible for any unknown, any known modern aircraft. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, in seconds, it got to the same altitude as him in this like in this uh, kind of circular move. Modern fighters have to use kinetic energy to climb two to three miles vertically. The thrust, of course, makes it easier to climb that distance, but you still need kinetic energy. Fravor flew across the circle from the Tic Tac for another 30 seconds before he decided to try and rejoin for a closer look. Fravor over-rotated his fighter to cut across the circle. This is a standard rejoin manoeuvre, but it is also what fighter jets do to execute a gun attack. Right. So he did this like move to try and like go over the front of the mm. thing. And it is, it's like normally that's what you would do to like try and fire. Mm. So in that moment, as, as Fravor pulled the Tic Tac to his nose to complete the rejoin and fly alongside the Tic Tac, the object started to accelerate across his nose of the plane and then poof, just disappeared. Yeah. So it's almost it's like it thought because he was doing this maneuver, it might it, he it, might fire. He thought it was something. threatening yeah, because that yeah, is a, yeah. that's a common one that you mm. do if you were like going to engage. Mm. Um, so then he said, "Yeah, it just disappeared." Okay, Fravor said on the radio. Does anyone else see the object? It's gone, Skipper. The wingman said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they turned the jets to see what was under the breakwater, but there was no breakwater, just clear blue ocean. I'm kind of weirded out, Fravor said to his backseater. The two fighters were completely alone over the ocean. With nothing else to investigate, Fravor turned his jet back towards the CAP, which it means Combat Air Patrol, uh, where, like, basically where they started, uh, point near the ship to continue the mission. You're not going to believe this, Skipper, the controller said, but that thing is back at your CAP point. What? The CAP point was 60 miles away. Did it fly there in 30 seconds? That's not possible. This would indicate a speed of 7,200 miles per hour. Whoa. So it showed up again, but back... Yeah. At the, yeah. Fravor continued... Was that where it was originally at the beginning of the story? Sorry. Mm, no. No, no, no. So it was at the... It was CA just, so right, the, yeah. Yeah, so that, they, they went to that point yeah. where it was, yeah. but the CAP point was there at the start of their mission thing. Right, like, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it just turned up there. So yeah, like wow. 60 miles away. So that, yeah... 7,200 miles an hour for it to have got there in, in, yeah. in 30 seconds. Fravy continued the planning uh, planned mission and landed, never seeing the famous Tic Tac again. But after landing, he told Chad Underwood what he saw. Chad took off and filmed the famous FLIR1 video that we can see online. Mm -hmm. So we're going to play this um, in, in a minute. Yeah, sure. And uh, it's just so you can see. So all this bit that we've just talked about wasn't filmed or anything yeah uh, but, uh, but, afterwards. but but afterwards someone else went out there and, and then then, then filmed something and then that's the thing that's been released by, by the, the pentagon, pentagon. And stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's pretty crazy isn't it so that's Whoa. um so, and yeah just as like a little side note before you go on i remember almost like because that it was released like during covid like the footage and i remember like even like hearing obviously this is just pure conjecture but like hearing like maybe it was like released during covid because at the time so people were so worried about covid and so sort of like balls deep in covid that like in normal life like say it had happened like it was released in like 2018 like it would have probably been this like global thing like it would have been way more of a spotlight on it but because it happened during covid it was almost like loads of people didn't even pay attention to it mm, yeah. whereas usually like the pentagon releasing like official ufo documentation would be like a massive worldwide mm. thing but it's like yeah. people didn't even really care because everyone was like we're gonna die yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 you would think it would have had way more like 
up thing from from people yeah you know, i remember it pre- i remember when it came like all those sort of documents came out and it was literally just sort of brushed away mm. within like a week no yeah. one no one so i don't know it. if it is like actually like if they deliberately released it then because they thought it would be like the time it would get the least amount of mm. Uh, mm. reaction or, or if it's that's I don't know, just, maybe that's con- just coincidence <laughs> yeah yeah maybe they just thought yeah now's a good time as ever I don't know. yeah that's definitely one of my favorite uh stories though of it because i, I do love the idea of ufos and yeah and and, and you know and sightings and things like that and I'm always keeping an eye out on the skies above I remember like if you'd like asked me 10 years ago I'd have probably been like oh I don't know like yeah there might be like aliens somewhere but I don't like do you know what I mean I'm not really sure or whereas like nowadays I do think that it's like I, I used to almost be like almost like I think if you said that like you believed in aliens you were almost like immediately branded a bit of a quack mm-hmm. whereas nowadays I think it just goes to show like loads of actually like credible scientists and like military personnel and and like just you know respect for people in general do actually like believe it and, and have had these experiences and there is like regardless of whether you believe it or not there is definitely like a lot of weird things like like that case mm. that make you just be like man what's going yeah, on yeah i love it because they've obviously got like protocols that they've got to follow and everything mm. and with their radar systems and all of that stuff so they they if a like a military person has seen something they've got to report it and they've got to follow this certain set of protocols and, mm. and that's that's really good because that's yeah. like the most information it's not just someone seeing it they can actually record it and stuff mm-hmm. like that which is i always like yeah it gives it more i like that story I, i've heard i've seen the video before but i've never actually heard like the whole story and the mission behind it so that's mm. quite cool yeah i'll whack it on in a minute um, yeah i think i think as, as well about that one is because you know like sometimes you might see like um because all a ufo is is like an identified flying object it doesn't mean necessarily yeah. it's an alien does it It just means it's unidentified yeah yeah but yeah. Like, you know like sometimes there might be like some like strange like weather phenomena like i know that like sometimes there might be like some sort of like atmosphere like some reaction in the atmosphere might cause like ball, almost like balls of lightning to like hover in the sky mm, at night and mm. that and that obviously that really freaks people out because to like the average person you're like what the it's hell a is starship that? but like that <laughs> but at the same time that's not like capable it's explainable yeah and it's not capable of like what you would consider almost like in like reactive flight yeah mm. whereas like with that one it's like that was like reacting mm. to so that's like that's weird and it was you know, yeah what's most impressive about it as well is like the two bits for me are like the the when it went from just completely standstill to up at like 18,000 mm. feet uh, mm. up at his own level yeah. like so quickly in, in a few seconds he, they, they were saying there is no like there's no, no plane on earth as, far as, earth as far as like the American government now yeah um, that that could have done that and also yeah 7,200 miles an hour or whatever it was mm-hmm. to get to that other point like so quickly but the other thing as well so that is, is I, I think like could this be just technology that we don't know about like almost yeah, like hidden yeah. government technology not necessarily mm. like you know what i mean is there is there more yeah. advanced to- technology that isn't in the public eye Do you know what? Like i think secret. there's definitely like more advanced technology that the government have that we don't know about whether mm. that's what this is or not i'm mm. not sure but ob- that i do think there's a bit like fast yeah, yeah i was gonna yeah. say like, yeah. like i don't this might too just, fast <laughs> obviously i'm not like an expert on the subject but i would almost think it's almost like more implausible to think that like like mankind has like that sort of tech at the moment yeah almost is to think that there's like that it's like an alien or something Mm. oh not like an alien just like something that's not you know explainable by man yeah because that's like as you said like to travel what was it 60 miles in 30 seconds Mm. That's crazy. So like the size of it as well. Yeah. I, I never realised it was like that big. I always just sort of thought it was almost like a really small sort of like 
drone size like sort the size of, thing. of like a car or something nah, yeah massive. i didn't realize it was like the size of a boeing airplane yeah no no propellers seven, just three, like seven, a yeah. just a smooth little tic tac yeah like, so. I can't, like a 737 that's like a it's not as big as a 747 is it but it's a big plane mm. still it's like yeah. a big commercial plane yeah mm. yeah yeah i don't know how many people it fits see if you can like find it or if, or, yeah like how, how actual big is that how many feet long is like a boeing 737 i mean i assume being like an aircraft pilot he was like a bit of an expert on planes as well so i suppose he was pretty accurate with his like um with his, like, you know, description. So it's, like, mm. 33 metres. Yeah, that's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah. That's pretty darn big. Yeah. Big metres. old boy. What's that, like, over 70 feet, isn't it? Like, way over 70 feet. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, 80 feet long or something like that. It's a big, it's a big, uh, a big aircraft, isn't it? Yeah, to be moving that quick. Hmm. Yeah, that is uh, how many feet? That's 108 feet. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's massive, Whoa. isn't it? Mm. That's massive. Big old boy. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, that's one. That's uh, I can't one remember of my faves. Yeah, one of the things as well that David Fraver said, like, because I watched that Joe Rogan podcast. It was real interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, and one thing he said as well, which I thought was almost like, like just as crazy, if not more. Like, it was probably like me, like not more crazy than that story, but almost like more ominous. I thought because there's something quite freaky about the ocean anyway, like the depths of the ocean mm. and like the unknown of the ocean. Like they say, don't they, that we know more about the surface of the moon than we do about like the di- the, mm. the, the, mm. the depths of the ocean on the planet, which is a crazy fact, isn't it? But, um, yeah, one of the things that I thought was, like, most uh, crazy, I, it was another story he told, because I think Joe was asking him about if, like, other weird stuff had happened during his career. And um, he was saying that, um, like, one night, I, it's really annoying, I can't remember what they were going to retrieve, but it was, like, it was something that was, like, made, like, a lot of sense. But it was, like, it was, like, something like, um, it was something like they had something like empty missiles or something yeah. like that, that they, that, like... They would deploy, and then they would obviously, like, test them, but they didn't actually have any explosives in them. Or something like that. But then, like, helicopters would have to go and pick them up. So, like, Navy personnel would, like, go down, would, like, go down, almost, like, abseil down. And then they'd have to, like, put, like, like, hook it onto the helicopter. And then the helicopter would take it back to the aircraft carrier, Mm -hmm. right? And he was, like, saying that, like, once they were doing it at night, and, um he was like going down or I can't remember if it was like him or if he was like on the helicopter and it was like one of his personnel that were going down to do it but they like went like down to like hook it and then just as they were about to hook it they suddenly saw like some like massive object like come up from like the depths of the ocean and it was like proper like sketchy and then and then like he hesitated like hooking it and then he was gonna do it anyway but then as he did it just like the the thing that they were gonna hook just got like sucked down into the ocean and then Whoa. suddenly completely disappeared and they said that they like pulled them I up like, that quickly, bit now. yeah pulled up to the helicopter and they just couldn't find any signs of it like like visually or on radar or anything and they were just like what the hell just like took that yeah I remember that bit now as well so it's almost like that is that's freaking weird that's like sketchy man Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean that's like that's like the Kraken it's like Cthulhu (laughs) (laughs) the Kraken came and ate it yeah Cthulhu just swallowed it (laughs) or something do you know what I mean yeah that's that's freaky right I'll find them I'll try and find some um, footage of that anyway oh yeah I'll I'll um, I'll, I know I kind of I know which one it is I think if I just type in like finding the video, uh, the Tic Tac Alien. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think I think I've got it here. It's not. I think it's not exactly exactly the one that you said, Drew. But um, let's have a look. So, can people see this? Yeah. That's right. My gosh. Is this a different one? Different one. (laughs) 
That's one of the other official ones that have been released. It, was this? It's cool, that, it's cool the, that it's got to the point where there's that many, isn't there? Yeah, were these the yeah, three that three they released all together? Oh, oh, it might be, yeah. Oh, right, so it's like, it, this might include David Fravor's one. Mm. To be honest, when you watch video, it is quite boring. It's like a little dot, and then all of a sudden mm. it just like moves out of shot real fast. Mm. But what they're saying is that the speed that it moves out of shot is, is and like these are the best radars and that, and the fact that it couldn't keep on it or anything was like crazy. Mm. It's cool that they've actually like um, formalized a reporting process <laughs> for <laughs> pilots to report these sightings. Yeah. Now. I guess before there was just no like official way of so what sorry Drew, I'll type in like the official one. What did you say it was? F L I R one. F L I R I R one one video. Let's Will you find it? There we go. Yeah. So just this one. There we go. Yeah, Let's have a look. It's a bit quiet. Yeah, so it is. It's so you you basically just see the little dot in the middle. So is that it? That little thing yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So that so, right. so that's what the um, guy picked up on the radar, mm -hmm. and they keep kind of like zooming in and out and stuff, and putting different kind of things on to connect. To, to I can see imagine it. that's more like where it's in the air and before it was when it was above the sea. Yeah, that's just what I'm just imagining. And then as it kind of goes through, you'll see it just like jump out of frame. It will just like kind of like fly off. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look too crazy in the video, but like with actually what it would take, the velocity yeah, sure. that yeah. it would take to actually I think it's get quite, out of frame like that. I think it's quite creepy so, how yeah. it just sort of like stays in the same position as well, almost like a hoverfly. Yeah, but yeah, because no... that's like quite advanced in itself, isn't it? Like to actually just hover. Yeah, like uh, like airplanes and stuff. Could, I mean, sorry, helicopters can do it, but that's because they've got a propeller. Yeah, and to go from to go from hovering to just like zooming off so quick as well. Yeah. And they have, like, Harrier jump jets nowadays, don't they? Like, fighter planes that can take off vertically, but that's because they have, like, real powerful downward thrusters, whereas this is just, like, weirdly just hovering. Yeah. Yeah. Will it move? <laughs> well, oh, it did just move. Oh, see that? It there just goes, goes out yeah. of range. <laughs> like a little grain. It looks almost just like a grain of rice, doesn't it? The grain, the grain of, of rice, rice disappeared. But a grain of rice the size of a massive plane. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it looks really weird, like, with those radars and everything. But mm. it's just, like, when people study it scientifically, like, how for it to, for, to some, for something to actually do that is, yeah. is like, mental. Yeah, like, the fact sure. that they couldn't keep it locked on with the radar. It was mm -hmm. just like, out of frame, see you later. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. weird. Mm. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of it. All to be honest, as I said, I think that like the more time goes on and the older I get, the more I am like thinking, you know, that there is a much more of a chance that we might have been like visited by some sort of creatures extraterrestrials. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is one to like talk about more in depth on on an, on another episode or something as well. But have you ever heard about the the the, um, the wow signal that they that they just called they just called it wow? No. Um, it was like two scientists um, figured out. I think I don't know. I don't know when it was. I think it was like twenty years ago or something. It wasn't like this isn't like super recent. Mm -hmm. But they figured out um, that like the frequencies that aliens would be most likely to transmit messages on, or right, something okay. like that. Because I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like this is above my pay grade. It was like the frequencies were the were the frequencies that are most common in the universe so like any intelligent being would come to the conclusion that the most likely way to contact anyone would be to broadcast them on that frequency mm -hmm. oh, okay right cool. and then they literally um did that and then within days they got they founded like a transmission that like um had to have been made intelligently 
Mm. It was like it was like, all like code. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not like it was like listening to the radio. It all came through by like code wow, and like numbers so and letters. Cool. But then yeah. they, but it, I think like as like the universes were just like naturally transmit. It was like lots of little mm. random ones. And then mm. they came across one that was almost like sentences, mm. and then they call it the wow signal. And they never have, n- have never found it again since it came, but they do know where it originates. It came from the Sagittarius um, oh, okay. constellation. See, Dita Reticuli. So I don't know how far away the Sagittarius constellation is. Mm. I can quickly find out. But um, and to this day, that's like a complete mystery, and they mm. haven't found it again. But yeah, there was like one time when like a mysterious intelligent. Um, like transmission mm. was sent from Sagittarius. Mm. I just think as well, like you think of how far at our technology's come in the last 100 years. Yeah. Like, you know, it, such a small blip in human history and how like insanely fast we've just like yeah. mm-hmm. um, exploded with technology. Like if there is other intelligent life out there, like of course, like well, the amount of planets and all yeah, of that I think stuff, must be, you know, they, it, think of all the different like. If we've done it, why couldn't they have done it? Yeah, you know? think like, of all the different <laughs> planets that they found that is, you know, habitable for mm. for life and habitable for intelligent life and everything. There's got to be other people out there. There's got to be yeah, other sort of. Oh sure, I, I know there is. That are, that are <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, as, yeah, I yeah. think as well. I think like, <laughs> you know, like time. Time is so relative, and I think like, for us. Um, we we think of time first and foremost in terms of like relative to our own lives, and then um, beyond that we think of it in terms of like how long we sort of know like civ- like civilized mankind has been around like civilizations, and then beyond that we think of things like you know you might go back and think oh, okay Epochs. like sixty six million years ago mm. that's when the dinosaurs went extinct. So you can sort of like go back like that, but if you think about it, the universe is so how how many billions of years old is the universe again? Can you remember it's like it's it's some it's a it's a it's a lot of billions of years. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember exactly off the top of my It's a long old time. I wanna I wanna say that the Earth is like three billion years old or something like that. I think it might be three billion. That might be completely. Is off. it the Earth? Four point five billion. The Earth. Four point five billion years. And I think, and apparently, the Earth is about middle aged at the moment. Mm. <laughs> um, I remember hearing that. Midlife so, crisis. But obviously, the universe is like a lot older than that. So, like, thirteen point seven billion years old. That's how old the universe is. Yeah. So yeah, we can't we can't really comprehend yeah. that amount of time, mm. can we? So it's like, if you think about it, it's like. Time, uh, like uh, civilizations, are so random. Like, think so. Like, Homo sapiens, as we are now, evolved sort of between two and three hundred thousand years ago, right? Which seems like a really long time to us, and it is. Don't get me wrong. Like, relative to our lifetimes, but Could relative um, to thirteen point seven billion years. Or like, there, <laughs> there could have been a civilization that was already like where we are now when the dinosaurs went extinct, and then who knows what that extra like sixty, sixty um, six million years worth of like. Uh, you know, advancement would do. Mm, like these mm. things now, as I said, that like, you know, if there was some random civilization just in Sagittarius or something, which apparently, by the way, is 10,600 light years away <laughs> from, from Earth. Quite so like, far. So very far. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. far. I don't know how long that would take like a modern advanced, um, like, uh, like NASA ship to get to, but it would be like, Ridiculous, wouldn't it? It'd be well, like, if it's light years, well, the, yeah, it would be ten thousand. That, that's that's, yeah. the, that's that's the measurement the of time. Speed of light, yeah. It would take at the speed of light, it'd take ten thousand six hundred years. Yeah, is that mm-hmm. literally how it works? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a lot more like, like, like miles that's, that's a lot more like simple mm. than I imagined. <laughs> I, think, I, I, well, I might be oversimplifying it, but yeah, that's yeah. what I gather. Like miles per hour, I always make like too miles in, myself. I think hour. that is right. Yeah, I think so. It's how how long that the light takes to travel from yeah. that distance. Mm. 
So that's cool. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But as I said, like, because I remember hearing as well, like, um, have you heard about the, the, the idea of, like, type 1 and type 2 and type 3 civilizations? So let me try. Let me try and think about how this is. <laughs> yeah, that's the most advanced one. <laughs> Peter Steele, rest in peace. Um, I think I th right. I think this is right. This might be wrong. I think that we are what we consider now, like just like you know what say like um, what like astrophysicists would consider a type one civilization. So that means that we could like affect our Earth's atmosphere, but we can't control it. Oh, okay. A type two civilization would be like a, a civilization that control that can control their planet's atmosphere. Atmosphere, mm. which would mean, which would be like amazing, because that would mean that literally you had control over like super volcanoes, hurricanes, um, like uh, the ozone layer, like everything. Mm. So you mm. could basically make your planet through your technology like immortal mm -hmm. and like have complete control over it. Whereas at the moment, obviously, we're still at the stage. Regardless of how like fancy we might be with our latest iPhones and stuff, if like a tsunami random like you know like when that tsunami hit, don't take everything out yeah there was a tsunami mm. that hit like japan in like 2016 or something wasn't it and it like just destroyed mm. like miles worth of coastline like mm. like thousands of people died and stuff like if freak events like that happen or they like you happen, know there might yeah. be like a massive hurricane or like earthquake in america you can and do like, so much to mitigate the risk but it will still pretty much wipe everything out yeah whereas mm. like so like i think that's like a type 2 civilization would be able to like, have complete control over that and then a type 3 civilization would be one that can control the star which powers their planet. Oh, so if wow. we lit so like a type 3 civilization would be one that can harness and control the power of their sun. Whoa. And then that would like that's considered like the the apex. So they were saying Epoch. that you know like no. that that apex, I think I, yeah. I can't remember what they were saying. They were saying something like um you know it would take something like another million years of of like human advancement to probably get to like that level. But mm. like who's to say there isn't a civilization out there somewhere yeah, that has Yeah, that's it. That, you know? Totally. Mm -hmm. yeah. With the amount of billions of the, the hard part is and the problem is is getting to that point getting to say like the type 2 part before either like a meteorite or some other global mm. catastrophe takes you out and puts everything back to square one again yeah. that's like the hard part yeah. once you get to type 2 do you know what I mean it's like then it's like okay once you can control your planet then it's like you know mm. you have like so much more time to play with but uh, we're still at the stage now where it's like like with the dinosaurs if like a freaking like Asteroid, meteorite yeah. that was like four miles long just suddenly hit like regardless of where it was in the world mm, mm. we would all just be mm. like boom yeah i find out. that really interesting because where everything is like in cycles as well like cycles around the sun and the planets and the spinning and everything like that it does seem like we there is this asteroid this at this like asteroid belt or something mm. that keeps coming around the cycle of our planet like every like thirty thousand years that's what people like there's mm. um things about that so like the, the the ones that have hit the earth have like been from that mm. so it'll just oh hit. really yeah have you heard that one no so I, haven't like, heard that. Um, I haven't heard that every... I didn't know that like all the meteorites that hit the earth were like connected I didn't know that is that what oh, you're that, saying oh that might be just me been thinking about it and oh, thinking right. that that could be why and that's Drew's personal that's, hypothesis yeah <laughs> that, like, that, you know like every however many years in yeah. whatever cycle it is oh, right, there's yeah. these asteroids that, w that we'll go through this like belt of earths uh, right. like, we'll go through this belt of asteroids or you know this thing that keeps happening in a, in a cyclical nature right. and every time that happens you know think they could pass our earth like quite you know what I mean quite reckon, closely yeah they reckon that like like pretty big asteroids pass Earth like quite regularly, don't they? Yeah, yeah they found luck, they but, found ones yeah. that have literally just like grazed past the Earth before, yeah. and then and then we'll just find out afterwards that it happened because yeah. we just couldn't like track it or anything. Yeah, because if the sun's in the way as well, that's what um, I I've heard like scientists like oh, saying yeah, about we can't that because like, we can't see it. A lot yeah. of the time we can like see and try and make something like you know 
if it was say like the other side of the sun like, yeah then it's like you know but it's, it's like, like someone throws enemy. a pebble at you with you when when you got the sun in your eyes you ain't seen that pebble come in no you're just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same on a big scale yeah yeah <laughs> I remember hearing as well that like we have like a lot to thank Jupiter for because obviously Jupiter's the largest planet in our solar system, and then it's like um, if it wasn't for the massive gravitational pull of Jupiter that was almost like sucking in all the big asteroids, then mm. we would have just been like obliterated by now. <sighs> but luckily, it's like they get close enough to us, and then like, get pulled, if you think about right? like the pull of the Earth, mm. it's like so tiny compared to the pull of Jupiter that like if it's in the middle, it sort of starts veering off towards Jupiter. Yeah. So it's like thanks Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Anyway, nice. I think that's it for Mystery Mondays this week. Mystery that was Mondays. that was a good one. Nice little chat about aliens and the the wider universe. <laughs> oh, so yeah, thanks yeah. for that one, Drew. No worries, man. We hope that everyone out there has enjoyed this mystery. And um, yeah, stay tuned for more Mystery Mondays every mm-hmm. Monday and for Pandora's Box hitting y'all right in the gonads <laughs> every one Wednesday evening. Oh yeah. Cheers, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>